This is a podcast by the Business Times. Welcome to Money Hacks, a podcast series by the Business Times, where we explore useful financial tips. I'm your host, Howie Lim. With cryptocurrency, instant transactions across borders with minimal to no fees are now a reality. And as the technology develops, more sectors acknowledge and accept cryptocurrency as a viable financial system. But cryptocurrency's future outlook is still very much in question. Advocates see limitless potential, while detractors see nothing but risk. Investing in crypto assets is risky, but also potentially extremely profitable. Cryptocurrency is a good investment if you want to gain direct exposure to the demand for digital currency. But is it only for the savvy investor with a huge appetite for risk? In this episode, be warned that you may hear terms which sound like vulgarities, but are actually terms used in the cryptocurrency market, like shitcoin. Shitcoin is the term given to cryptocurrency that's useless and has no value. These cryptos were created as copycats and don't have clear goals like Bitcoin or Ethereum. So shitcoins don't have the longevity of other coins. Here's Simon Guidecock. CEO of Asia-Pacific Singapore HQ, Healy Consultants, with his outlook for cryptocurrencies in 2022. There will probably be more regulation, notably at retail investors, because right now there's a lot of people investing in cryptocurrencies because basically right now it's the latest craze. It seems to yield easy returns with I mean, a minimum amount of investment and people are not necessarily aware of the risk of investing in such high-risk alternative asset. There's probably going to be at some point in 2022 a crash, like one already happened uh, in 2018 when Bitcoin was reaching the same in terms of valuation to the USD, for instance. So there will probably be, in my opinion, in 2022, uh, some kind of factors that will trigger uh, an adjustment could be, I don't know, a scandal, money laundering related, it could be a scam. But there will be something happening on probably the market that will add some drive it down. And at the moment, I believe that the financial regulatory authorities will probably want to put more regulation on uh, the ability notably of asset managers to provide cryptocurrency asset trading services. And for more insights, we speak to Evie Chang, co-founder and CEO of CoinOMO. Evie, thanks for your time. Thank you for having me. So what do you think, Evie, of what Simon said? And what's your outlook for cryptocurrencies in 2022 and beyond? I think crypto industry as a whole is always a black box to most of the people out there, especially for retail investors, which is why there's always a call out for more regulations in the industry. But bear in mind, this is a very nascent industry, even though it's been around for 10 plus years. The government around Southeast Asia actually has done a really good job trying to regulate the industry at the same time nurture the industry. But a lot of people don't understand what's going behind the scene, even the regulators. Instead of having a very stringent and detailed regulation that need to be updated all the time, in my opinion, it is more healthy for the industry if the government can issue mandatory guidelines for practitioners in this market. For example, when new projects come to market, maybe they have to review their team behind the scene, their past track record, their resumes, whether they have other ongoing projects, things like that. In terms of the outlook for cryptocurrency, we're still extremely bullish on the crypto market as a whole in 2022. Layer one field is going to be very, very competitive. 
Ethereum is going to make the most important upgrade, the merge in early 2022. If it succeeds, it will end the POW and bring a bright future of ETH 2.0. But of course, the other layer one networks, including Solana, Avalanche, will try their best to fight off for liquidity and mindshare with the huge funding they have received from VCs to build their ecosystem before ETH solve their performance problem. Behind the scene, cross-chain become an important issue for crypto projects. DeFi projects will be trying very hard to bridge the liquidity between chains and capture the incentive rewards on different chains. For us, we think DeFi 2.0 will keep creating brand new financial projects to meet the needs of DeFi natives. Of course, Metaverse will be a big thing in 2022. We can see more big names buying assets in Metaverse and building their new virtual worlds. And it will bring novel social network and continue new buzz in the meta universe. New things don't sound like less volatile alternatives, so to speak, Evie. I mean, especially for the newbie investor. So would you say for a newbie investor, maybe stay away? And what are, say, similar and less volatile alternatives? Um, I think investing in companies are extremely risky Mm. for retail investors because they lack the expertise of professional money managers to do detailed due diligence on the company itself, coupled with if the company is actually a crypto firm, um, their assets, their underlying technology will require a lot of expertise to you know, do due diligence on. Retail investors just don't have the time and you know, professional knowledge to do it. In terms of crypto assets, we still believe it is a very good place to park uh, a decent size of personal corporate assets. For example, uh, people always ask us, how do we look at cryptocurrency as a whole? For us, we sort of separate it out with uh, two sets of assets. For tokens like BTC or ETH with limited or diminishing supply, we sort of see them as digital assets with an intrinsic function to retain value. Whereas for stable coins like USDC and USDT, or even Deutsche coins with stable supply, we see them more like cryptocurrency with circulation functionality. Okay, so we don't have the time, but there is still due diligence that needs to be done, yeah, for the retail investor if this is something that they want to get into. Would it be that much more extensive, this due diligence, you think, than say for other asset classes? I think it's a different set of expertise. For example, for the DeFi projects that people see on the internet, some of them will provide annual yield of anywhere between 100% to 1,000%. And the more rational ones will give you still very good returns, 15 to 50%. So how do you distinguish between various DeFi projects? It's a complete different skill set. Let's say you are a very experienced stock investor. You know how to read financial statements. You read the news. You understand the basic fundamental macroeconomic outlooks. Whereas for DeFi projects, you actually need to go in to look at the codings itself and try to decipher what is actually inside the smart contract. What sort of yield farming are they doing? Are they buying shitcoins? Are they speculating? Are they doing flash loans? I don't think a lot of retail customers have that expertise. Not to their fault, but it's just that investors are not built that way. Think about the time when you were learning to read financial statements. It takes time and effort and some basic understanding of financial teachings. Whereas for investors today, especially the retail ones, they are not 
technical personnel. They don't understand how to read coding. I want to say that basically players like us come in where we actually go in and curate the smart contracts and what they actually do, whether the code audited or not. Mm, and figure out all of the jargon, so to speak, and have the knowledge to actually figure out the statements as well, right? Because I don't even think some retail investors have centralized finance down, <laughs> exactly. let alone decentralized finance, right? So the top pro, obviously, for cryptocurrencies is that high risk, high rewards. Are there other pros to investing in cryptocurrency EV? And also, what are the cons? Of course, when it comes to cryptocurrencies and crypto market as a whole, a lot of people still see it as a black box because they lack professional knowledge or technical knowledge to understand the smart contract behind it. But what we find is this market baffles the professional money managers out there in the classical financial world as well because they don't understand the different set of uh, triggers that trigger uh, the market change of cryptocurrencies. For example, for the ETH 2.0 that have created a lot of buzz for ETH. Uh, ETH right now is you know, maintaining at a strong level. But these are something that the traditional and classical financial investors don't understand. I guess this is where crypto and the real world is hard to bridge. You don't think then regulators might want to step in and sort of break open that black box because lack of access to the internal workings or parameters, that makes people sort of blind. I think regulators should, and I think eventually they will. The problem is there's new black boxes coming (laughs) out all the time. And, you know, even for us, it takes time for us to understand the new projects that's coming out. From my perspective, what we can benefit from the regulators is maybe give us a little bit of freedom to operate within defined limit, maybe within accredited investors or within the crypto native population, whereas you do the geofencing for retail investors. And also guidelines rather than, you know, straight out regulations are easier and faster to regulate and help to shape the industry. Because a lot of time, if you look at the projects out there, they have a rug pool, meaning, you know, the whole project just goes to zero overnight, investors lose their money. A lot of time, uh, these are projects that brought to the market by anonymous team Mm. with no history of track record. You don't know what they are, who they are, where they are. If we can have guidelines or you know regulations around that, I think that will as simple as simple as that, right? I think that will help the market a lot. Mm. Not very inclusive industry, it's sounding like at this point. <laughs> if you like BT Money Hacks so far, please subscribe to Money Hacks on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, and like us and give us a rating. And now back to our conversation with Evie Chang co-founder and CEO of CoinOMO. So Evie, for the more woke investor, is it safe to say cryptocurrency maybe isn't for them because its verification process is extremely energy intensive and not very green, I would say? Yeah, I think there is a lot of energy consumption in the crypto industry up till now. For example, the mining of the various coins, BTC and ETH. And ETH network itself, right, is oftentimes criticized for the POW performance because it burns a lot of energy just to do the calculation and conduct activities on Ethereum. But the whole industry is changing as well. The whole merge that's going to happen in 2022 with ETH 2.0 is basically trying to shift 
the ETH network from POW to POS, where you know we can save ninety nine percent of the energy consumption here. So I would say for you know socially energy conscious investors, business industry is changing and it's worth to keep track of and we're constantly doing better. At the end of the day, it still depends on, you know, the risk and return appetite of the investor themselves and how much weight they put social responsibility. So how does an investor, though, wrap their heads around, say, how one's digital fortune can be erased by, say, a computer crash or ransacked by a hacker and what can they do to prevent this? Yeah, there's actually various ways to do this. Code wallet is definitely uh, one of them. You know, you can buy the code, code key mm. and store your crypto assets there. Um, but, you know, uh, oftentimes uh, crypto players in this industry or ecosystem, they come in here to hunt for yield, which means they have to put their assets to work. Uh, instead You've of got to keep it hot, right? Yeah, exactly. You can't just let it sit in your cold wallet. So there's a lot of solutions out there. Custodial wallet is one of them. And there's actually a lot of security firms out there providing secured vaults. And in the DeFi industry, uh, the technology have advanced so much that, you know, we can do deployment, but at the same time, retain the asset in our secured vault. And the vault is actually, I would say, more secure than even your cold wallet because two parties hold the entire key. Our secure vault provider hold half of its key. We hold half of the key. That not only secure customers' assets, that help us to implement internal compliance procedures as well. Evie, talk to us about how much would make sense as an investor to put into cryptocurrencies? I mean, there's no minimum amount for a lot of them, but what would make sense? What we seen so far is a lot of new investors into crypto. The first thing they tend to do is basically buy crypto tokens because they basically understand how the value moves ups, ups and down. That's very similar to you know stock market movement or gold prices. But from the risk and return perspective, that may not be the best to go into crypto because people don't understand the indicators to move the crypto market to increase the price ups and down. Some of the DeFi projects that we offer on our platform with the curated smart contract, uh, the audited coding, they are actually extremely safe, providing very consistent returns from a risk and balance perspective. And at the same time, you know, there's more serious product out there where it basically modeled after the traditional hedge fund products to do derivatives and option trading, just changing the underlying assets from stock market, energy futures to crypto futures and crypto options. These trading strategies actually provide a very good risk and return balance. In terms of asset allocation for BTC, ETH, and tokens like this, with their limited and diminishing supply, it is actually intrinsic value in there to retain the value. Our advice to our friends and family is actually to allocate 10 to 20% of your overall asset in crypto. We think crypto is a very volatile market, but the earlier you go in, the less risk you take. What about the current craze of non-fungible tokens then, EV? Should they be in the same discussion as cryptocurrencies? They're seeing a big run, aren't they? Yeah, we, we do think NFT is a very exciting area. You know, these days, even my parents are talking about metaverse. Interesting penetration in the high net worth community. The Beeple sale in Christie's earlier this year, you know, have created a lot of publicity and awareness in this community. 
going forward in 2022, we're going to see a lot of real-world assets getting tokenized as NFT. It could be real-world art pieces, brandings, computer game memorabilia, or even patents. Here's hoping maybe we can come up with something that will sell for $70 million as well. I highly doubt that. But Evie, thank you so much for your time and your insights today. Thank you so much for having me. It was great to chat. We've been discussing the outlook for cryptocurrencies with Evie Chang, co-founder and CEO of CoinOMO. And that's a wrap for Money Hacks, a podcast series by The Business Times. And don't forget to subscribe to BT Money Hacks on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Spotify and like us and give us a rating. That was an SBH podcast by The Business Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3. Any financial or investment information in this podcast is for use in Singapore only and is intended to be for your general information. Any particular investment or decision should only be made after consulting with a fully qualified financial advisor.